Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Four. Hello, 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 hello. We're back. Back, baby, better than ever, feeling well rested. Why did we not always have a summer holiday? I think we did, but back, like, backwards? We had January holidays? We should have both. I don't know. We would just take breaks at really chaotic times. It it felt it felt weird not doing the pod. I think this is our first time we've ever taken a month off, but we have taken two weeks off, I think, sometimes. And then last year, I mean this year, earlier this year, we were just doing those random weeks off where we wouldn't even announce yeah. it. And I was Keep like, him guessing. We're now like wagging wagging school stage. Yes. Yeah, we're truants. How was your break? It was so delicious and lovely. I went to Northern Ireland, the North of Ireland, which is a political statement, <laughs> which I won't go into. Yes. But um, my dad moved back. Basically, my dad is Irish and my mom is English. And my dad moved to England when he was nine. Um, and he went back a bit, but it was, wasn't like a big part of our family life. I'd never been before, but he's moved back recently. And I just really wanted to go spend a long chunk of time there. I really wanted, as has been discussed, to have a big tech detox after my, just in general, but after the stolen phone incident. And I wanted to just have some time to try and like be creative, all the things we've been talking about, give myself the space to like write if I felt like it, not write if I didn't, read, go for walks, be with nature, just have like a very wholesome lovely time so I went and did that for a whole month I literally turned my phone off and put it in a drawer I read books went for walks did a lot of sleeping explored the country of Northern Ireland (laughs) hung out with my Irish family and it was really gorgeous it was horrible weather made friends with some sheep my dad's in a very rural area and I I was thinking of you I love sheep I was thinking of you in Hawke's Bay and growing up on a farm and how nice it would be. I became friends with some local sheep. I became friends with some local horses. Walked to the lake. That's so lovely. And by tech detox, you genuinely mean that you turned your phone off and we didn't speak for an entire month. Yeah, spoke to no one. I spoke to Zach on my dad's phone, like semi-regularly. Spoke to my like mum once a week and that was it. And it was pretty life-changing, I have to say. But I missed a lot. Normally you would think you wouldn't miss a lot, but now I'm catching up with everyone again. I'm like, lots has happened in August. <laughs> I know. I was finding it quite funny, you 
being offline and everyone's like, where is Grace up to in the saga of your life? I was like, Grace is back at like episode three. Episode three. I know. Yeah. It was, it was, I think it's funny for us because obviously we're such good friends, but then the podcast is such a massive thing that we have to talk about all the time usually. Mm -hmm. So like, if you think about it, girlies, think about having one of your very best friends, but like every single time you speak work comes into it somehow so we'll talk and then we'll just be chatting normally but then i think because we try to what we try to do is we try to separate the two but then we will so then we'll go for a while without talking about the podcast but then it means that like when we catch up and if we haven't caught up in a while it's having to speak about work so it was like really nice to it was nice to just not even talk to each other for like a month and then have so much to catch up on when we did exactly it's such a weird thing because it's like a business where we've commoditized being friends in a weird way. So it's like you almost sometimes we want to wait and not tell each other things in real life to tell each other on the podcast in like a nice normal way, but just it, it, yeah, over time that becomes like a confusing line delineating thing. So it was so, so nice to like, just have a little like, yeah, breather and now come back and be happy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, we've got, I mean, it's funny, though, because the whole month, so much has obviously happened in the world. But then like to coming back today, I was like, what, it, what even do we talk about? But I think maybe we just start from the most recent things that are happening, which is for me, my little sister is staying with me at the moment. And I just, Grace was just privy to me being mum, like literally kicking them out of the house. We were supposed to jump on the pod at nine. And then she was like, I might be 9am my time. She was like, I might be a little bit late. And I was like, good for me because these girls aren't even in the shower. I was like, get in the shower. You, I've turned the water on for you. The shower is running. Like, and then they were like, we don't know. It was really funny because I love, it's, I think sister relationships. I don't know. I feel so blessed that I have her because- I don't know how much I've explained on the podcast before about my insane family dynamics, but I don't have a typical, what is that called? Like um, nuclear family. And so I grew up as my mum's only child and I lived with my mum for most of my life, kind of as an only child with a single mum, which is like, which is in itself a cool dynamic, quite Gilmore Gilmore Girls-esque. Um, but then at the same time, my dad has hordes of children, so many, (laughs) enough to start a rugby team. So I have so many half brothers and sisters. And when that happens, obviously like it it is, I'm sure so many people relate to this. Like it's quite weird because it's like they're your, so I obviously think of, I think of my half brothers and sisters, like my sister who's staying with me right now as like full siblings. Mm -hmm. But it is, it can be a weird dynamic when you don't actually have that much to do with them because you might not live in the same house as them growing up. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful that with my sister, Nahiwi, and my little brother, Josh, especially, I have like quite a close relationship with them because we spent time living in the same house when I was, I would, I would like go back and forth a lot um, on school holidays. And then I lived in the same house as them for like four years straight when I was a teen. And when Nahiwi, she's 10 years younger than me. So when she was like, 12 uh two three four five so like mm. i was obsessed with her obviously yeah, she was so cute so and then we've built this really nice relationship but i don't know you forget how different your world is when you're 22 versus us now and it was really funny because the other night they were like nahiwi was just like um we we're going for dinner we already had dinner plans and she was like okay so what are we doing after dinner and i was like no no, no. dinner is the plan <laughs> the plan is dinner <laughs> what we are doing tonight is going for dinner and I was like and so I was trying to explain to her I was like it's funny because with my friends what we'll do and I don't know is this just getting old and and boring that so much of our focus is on restaurants and eating because what we will do as <laughs> grown adult women yeah. is we'll either go for a dinner date with our partner or go for a di- dinner dates with our friends or meet for a big group and it will be I was like okay what we do is we get ready from like 5.30 to 6.30 or something. Mm-hmm. Then we go for a drink at 6.30. The drink will last for an hour. And then at 7.30, we'll go to dinner. And then we'll order by like 8. And then we'll eat. And then we'll leave by like 9, 9.30. And then we go to bed. Yeah. And dinner for her is like, 
Yeah, but yeah, so that's a perfect night. And dinner for her is like, okay, they go to a restaurant, they sit down, they pick what they're eating within 35 seconds. <laughs> and then they order. And because they don't drink, the food comes out within 15 minutes and then we're done. And I'm like, well, how am I going to fill the rest of this evening? It's 6.35. <laughs> that's because they're used to going to like cheap, you know, yeah. informal locales. Well, that's kind of, what we've been doing here and that's the thing like, but I was like I'm, it's hard because I want to it's funny because usually with I think this is such a like little sister or little brother relationship you probably do it with Callum too when he came to stay but I find it's like so hard to not pay for stuff for them yeah and then you get like this weird Callum's a funny one because he's only three years younger but I have the exact same instinct of like pay for everything, do everything, look after them. They need to be protected yeah. from the world. They need, And you want to show them, like, we went to New York and I just wanted to show him the best time. So I was buying him tickets to shows and nice restaurants in Brooklyn and wanting to go out and whatever and whatever. And then, yeah, you hit a point where you just think they don't know what is a lot of money for you because they don't know. You're, exactly. So you need to communicate it. And also they don't want to do this stuff that you're doing to be <laughs> nice for them. So I had to, like, say at some point, I need you to like pay for the next dinner or I'm happy to do this. I don't know. And he was just so exactly. chill That's, and fine with it and didn't yeah. care. But I, you just have to communicate because otherwise resentment creeps in and it's completely self. You're completely to blame for it. Yeah. Self. Yeah. 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 So my therapist said this because I, I talked to my therapist before Nahiwi came over because I was like, I'm so excited about seeing her. But at the same time, I'm so busy with work and being freelance is like a whole nother mm-hmm. thing. Being freelance in general is a thing where no one understands what you do for work, how often you need to work because our work schedule can be so flexible. I have so many emails piling up yeah, that I'm just ignoring because I can and hanging out with you. And then I start to get really stressed out at them when it's not even their fault. Because if I just put the boundaries in place and said, I need to work every day from nine till 12, at least, then I'll like they would be just on get top a of things. On. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But then, and then my therapist was saying like, she was just like, okay, how it sounds is like your sister wouldn't give a fuck if you mm-hmm. put those boundaries in place. Like she's not going to be upset with you. She's not going to be expecting you to have taken two weeks off your job to hang out with mm-hmm. her. And nor is she expecting you to pay for everything. Like she, now he was so good that she even texted me before she arrived and was like, Hey, please don't pay for everything for us. Like, we have money, just don't think you're already doing so much by letting us stay. And then the minute they arrive, I'm like, it's okay, I'll just pay for this dinner, I'll just pay mm. for this, I'll just pay for this. And also, like, I bought them, I bought us all these movie tickets before they arrive, because same as you, like, I want to take them to, like, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery so they can see Devil Wears Prada, so oh fun. Oh, my God, and what a lineup. And then we went to Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. No, I've never which seen was that movie. A- I'd never seen it either, Grace. Oh my, yeah, it's like a, st- a staple, a classic in the canon. I've never it's, seen it. It feels like it's too late. <laughs> no, it's so good. But seeing it how I saw it was amazing because I saw it on film at the Los Feliz Cinema, which was part of a podcast event <sighs> where every outfit um, hosted it and put that movie on. And so and so I like bought them tickets for that and like bought us dinner before that and took them to the Ruby Fruit, which is LA's only lesbian bar before that and like you know doing all of that and I'm it's funny because as you say like my sister already said she will pay for stuff but it's that funny balance of like I want to show her the best stuff in LA and I know that's kind of out of their budget Mm -hmm. and if I want to go for dinner at a restaurant that they wouldn't want to spend their money on usually I don't feel like they should pay it's like when someone invites you on a I feel like it's kind of similar when a guy invites you on a date somewhere fancy yes I feel like they should pay for it because they're inviting you to somewhere fancy that you wouldn't usually go. And it's kind of similar with them. But then, yeah, my therapist was like, you really need to just like put these boundaries in place because what ends up happening is that resentment that you say builds up or you, you start, I'll start snapping at her or I'll spend too much money and then get stressed out about money. And as you say, like they have no idea what's a lot of money for you and what's not because she sees me living in LA in this nice apartment and obviously thinks I'm loaded, but she doesn't understand. Little does she know. bad with finances <laughs> and spending all my money to live in LA. I kind of said that to her. I was like, just so you know, I don't have like heaps of savings. Like this is what I'm spending my money on. I was like, I just spent like $30,000 moving to Los Angeles and getting this visa yeah, yeah, and like yeah. buying furniture. I was like, I have no savings. This is, but then she, she's so cute. She's so smart. And she was like, um, 
she was just like, well, this is the like your cho- this is what you're choosing to spend your savings on. Whereas it's like people who are saving and living in New Zealand are saving for experiences, mm-hmm. whether it's like a house or a thing. We're just living in real time, baby. <laughs> Let's just stay in the present and not think too hard about the past or the future as much as possible. Um, yeah, but it was funny. I was also talking to her about like she wants she wants kids. And I was talking about how I don't want kids. And then I was like, I feel like I've already got part of part of the reason I think some people want children. Part of the reason I would want a kid is to like force onto them everything I wish I had done with my life and make them like live through them, make them become a great surfer, make them learn French when they're young, make them do all these. And I was like, I've already got that with you. Because when she was young, I like sent her a list of shit she needed to do. Like, don't cut your hair, don't shave your legs young, wear SPF, invest. And she's actually doing it. That's amazing. Yeah, having, because there's a big difference between having a parent and like an older sibling. I think that's something I always wished I had was like a cool older sister to tell me what to do. That always felt like a gaping absence in my life because there's just some shit I'm trying to think now of the things. I think that sometimes where I hear a piece of advice or I see something, read something in a book or or whatever, and I just think, God, I wish someone had just told me this like 10 years ago. Like very simple things about being alive. I'm trying to think of an example. Even just like you don't need everyone to like you or you don't, you can, I'm struggling to think of another example right now, but there are lots of things that I read that are just simple pieces of wisdom that I just think, oh, just wish I had. (laughs) People probably did say it to us and we just ignored it. Well, I don't know who would say it to us because we wouldn't have had anyone because like I'm, I feel the same and I used to, yeah, I used to send her letters telling her, like giving her all this advice her whole life. And she took heaps of it on board. Like she's worn SPF since she was like 15 on her face every day. I told her not to cut her hair, which I find really funny. <laughs> we all had a bad haircut or two. Yes. Yeah. And so she just has like this long, luscious hair. I told her not to shave <laughs> her legs early because people get like funny you can get like funny bumps on their skin and then I told her mine's all very superficial (laughs) yeah well my I remember I box dyed my hair I had the most beautiful blonde hair when I was a kid that's like the color I dye it to now and I dyed it a slightly lighter shade when I was like 12 and I just remember my mom had been like don't box dye your hair don't box dye your hair and I just thought that meant do box dye your hair and if a single older girl had just been like don't do that would have saved me exactly. thousands Any, of dollars. Anything your mum tells you, just ignore them. My mum told me like the weirdest shit. She just told me to, she told me to like push my eyebrows up. <laughs> Is that even a thing? I mean, I trust Donna's instincts. <laughs> yeah. I trust her it's method. Like some, it's probably some witch yeah, thing. Yeah, it's some like it's wicker, a, spell. a wicker spell. Yeah, <laughs> to ward off your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Everything my mum told me was correct. She told me not to shave. She told me not to dye my hair. She told me to, like, not overpluck my eyebrows. She told me to, mm. whatever. like, everything was right. But when it's your mum, like, what a what a curse to be a mother. You, like, accumulate all this knowledge. You have a child. You put all of your energy, time, money, and best years into rearing them. And they just find you, like, annoying <laughs> and ignore everything you say. <laughs> so annoying and you still have to like love them and that's why i don't them. want a kid i know that's why i don't want a kid because i'm like every time my mum calls me i'm like oh hello <laughs> and then i talk to her i literally i'll talk at her for like 10 minutes and then she's like well my day was good and i'm like i've got to go bye <laughs> yes. she's like well my day at work was and i'm like boo, boo, boo. <laughs> oh donna Donna is long-suffering. I know. That's why you have to have more than one kid. You can't, you can't, I'm like, it's not my fault. Yeah. I need others to share the load with. As, yeah. As a single child's interesting. If you did have kids, would you have, I can see you having a solo or a brood. I feel like you're going to go one or the other. You're going to be your dad or your mom, <laughs> but not in the middle. Oh my God. I know. I, yeah. I don't know if I would have one or, or multiple um, if I did have a kid, I feel like one probably, and then I'd one be too tired. Nice. Yeah. How many do you want? I think two. I think two. 
little vanilla, three a little is bo- a lot. Three seems like a lot somehow. My dad, my dad was one of ten, and like I, I do <laughs> so know that. Yeah, yeah. And my grandma was one of fourteen, and like just being an island and just seeing actually what the Catholics were dealing with with these huge families when they were also like very poverty stricken is just so nuts mm. that I just think we do complain a lot these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, my dad was one of like ten, nine or ten. And same, like poverty stricken Maldives in New Zealand. Um and just kept pumping him out. Yeah, why? I wonder I think it's a Catholic thing. I don't know if it's the same for Mars. Yeah, I don't know what these guys were doing. It was just it was just the done thing, but it's so crazy. I think about my grandma and I'm like, you were just pregnant for like 10 years, eight years of your whole life. Wild. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, you went to Beyonce. Do you see Megan there? MM? No, I in, but I saw, I saw her and Harry went. I saw her Jada. dancing. I was like, she's such a gorgeous Jade queen. She knew all the I moves. I saw Harry dancing words. to Crazy in Love and I was like, oh, no. I can't unsee this. It's crazy. He's like swinging around. Oh, no, I went on. <laughs> so I went the next night. I don't know why they didn't go the next night. They're so dumb because the next night was Beyonce's birthday. So... It was like, I don't know. I basically didn't think I could afford to go because my only friends I knew that were going paid 1400 US dollars for a ticket. Mm. So they were like at the front. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go by myself. So the only way I can go is if I buy a 1400 US dollar ticket. So I'm in their section. Did you do it? No. So I was like, I, I physically can't afford, I was like, I yeah. actually can't afford this. And then I was like at the checkout, literally being like, I have to go to Beyonce. I just have to go to Beyonce because not only have I loved her my entire life, have I trained, I trained from Inverness in fucking <laughs> top of Scotland to Nottingham, mm. England, which is like, God knows where just to see Beyonce. Cause it was, cause all the other tickets were sold out when she went to the UK and like, fucking 2009 and so with this i was like you have to go it's renaissance is like this album i have not stopped listening to it i listen to it every fucking day i'm obsessed with it it's the best album she's made like not the best album she's made she just keeps making better and better shit it was her birthday anyway so then another friend another another grace friend actually my friend grace Mm. she got got tickets that were like 300 bucks and they were back further and i was like fuck it let's go and it was because it was Beyonce's birthday. She asked everyone to wear silver because mm. her Renaissance is her, she, her album covers silver. And so it was crazy, Grace. We got to the stadium and it was like, it was insane. Every single person was in like this insanely sexy silver outfit. And because Beyonce fans are so stylish and cool, it was like literally like a fashion show it's like i I think taylor swift is like everyone's kind of dressed up in pink and like really girly and silly and kind of costumey like a fairy and at beyonce it was like oh my god these people are so fucking sexy and hot um and she it was supposed to be dj Khaled opening but because it was her birthday um it was kate trinada 
Nice. And I didn't know that it was Kate Trinata and I'd taken some mushrooms far too early <laughs> because <laughs> Beyonce wasn't on for hours. I'd like done this stupid dumb thing of like peaking way too early. And I was like sitting there and I was, and my friend was like, it's Lenny Kravitz. And we were like, no, it's David Gray. And we couldn't figure out who the DJ was. And then we were like, why is this DJ playing so much Kate Trinata? It's crazy. And she was like, could it be Kate Trinata? And I was like, no way. Anyway, it was. And then, yeah. And then Beyonce came out and she just fucking killed it. And then Blue Ivy did her little dance. And then she she had good. Yeah, really good. And then Diana Ross came out. Oh my God. And her mic wasn't working. It was crazy. So she came out to sing. That's right. Her mic wasn't Un- working. Beyonce. Yeah. And then um, she started kind of like aimlessly wandering the stage because her mic wasn't working. And then Beyonce like ran out to save the day and it was kind of awkward, but they played it off well. And then Dana Ross made us all sing happy birthday to Beyonce on um, the whole stadium. And then Kendrick came out during a song. Oh my god! But his mic wasn't working. That this is very surprising for a slick operation like Beyonce. She would have been. I I'm like Screaming. this is yeah yeah. Someone was. But I don't think she night. knew that because like he he does a verse and America has a problem and I don't think she knew. I don't think they knew that his mic wasn't working because she was like he was just rapping and she was dancing. And we were all like, oh, my God, we can't hear a fucking thing. And then in verse two, the mic finally came on. But it took ages. It took like 20 seconds to figure it out. Then the mic came on. Then we all start cheering. But then he just disappeared because he was oddly ever coming out for his rap. Oh. It was it was awkward. <laughs> but but she's incredible. She's like, I just can't with her. I'm like incredibly obsessed again. I'm just like, you are, you will go down in the history books as like one of the greatest performers of of course, but I'm just, it was, she did her sad songs at the beginning and her slow songs at the beginning. And then she started crying because she was oh, super wow. emotional because it was her birthday. And she was like dabbing her face because she was crying. Mm. And I was crying. <laughs> and everyone was crying. <laughs> She's just so good. When was this? Two nights ago. Did the girls go with you? No. <laughs> No, I was like, I literally hadn't bought tickets because then also because they were coming to stay. So initially my like big sister and me was like, okay, I'm going to surprise them with Beyonce tickets because Beyonce's coming when they're here. And then that also solves my problem of being able to have people to go with that aren't in the front row. And then I looked and the minimum, the minimum tickets were, were 900 US dollars each. How does she get away with not getting huge backlash for that like is that just the american capitalist thing where people just say it's fine she can just charge what she wants that just seems really shocking to me as someone like a betrayal of no i don't think I, I don't think that's what i think when they went on sale they were less and then right. they'd all sold out immediately and people were reselling them for crazy amounts because what we got the tickets i got were 300 us dollars each because i think we bought them for what the girl bought them for right but right, right. in the same section when I was trying to buy them tickets to come with us, they were 900 US dollars. So mad. And then at the front, the ones that Tat and Chow bought that were 1200 USD, when I was looking two days before frantically, they had gone up to 3,800 US dollars and people wow. were buying them. Then they sold out. I was like, oh my God. That's mad. It's so crazy. Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner made their official public appearance that night. I don't quite know how I feel about them. I like like it sort of. But I also feel like I'm just supposed to like it. I don't know. Maybe I like I'm, maybe it. I'm just indifferent. <laughs> yeah, I'm like quite indifferent. I'm leaning towards indifferent, but I do like it cuz it is weird. I like how I like how strange it is. I like that it's like lasting. I think if it was just a hookup, everyone would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But the fact that it seems like a long-term relationship is quite funny (laughs) i know i was also thinking about it because i was like i find it quite funny that not to take away from kylie jenner likely being i mean if she's from that family she's probably quite funny and witty and, and surely very smart given like 
she was literally the youngest, the first one of them all to become a billionaire. Like she's she's done fucking well for herself, and she's a young mum. Like I'm sure she has a lot of character. So not to take away from this, but I was just thinking the other day about how it's really funny that men, in a similar way to women, men too are attracted to like power and status and wealth. Yeah, like I just don't think of Kylie Jenner as like a random girl on the street. Timothy Chalamet would be interested in her, but he's he was interested in her in the first place because she's rich and powerful and Kylie Jenner. Like it's funny because I think women are so often people so often associate that with women. I think it's so interesting too. The example I always think about, and apparently uh, Curtis, her surname escapes me, the writer who wrote Rodham has just written a book about this. But the example I always used to think about was like the SNL analogy of how really famous, really beautiful women would date like no-name SNL writers. (laughs) But no, no no-name SNL female writers were dating like the Brad Pitts and the Timothy Chalamets of the world and how there is just this like thing where it seems that the the things that speaking in like hugely broad strokes are things that like women are attracted to and sexual partners can be like the status or prestige that comes with positions like being a cool funny writer in the SNL writers room but like for the inverse for men unless you're also very 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 conventionally attractive and young it doesn't play do you know what i mean i just think that's so it's so interesting but maybe that's changing i don't know if that's just a patriarchal like hang up that will actually start to change because we're all really just looking for power and if like the rules of power shift away from just being beauty maybe men will just behave more like women i don't know it's interesting to think about yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just finding the Timothy Chalamet example really interesting. And then my friend said the other day about his friend, who his friend is, we're like talking about who his friend is dating now. And I was like, I think I just said something like, oh, she, she seems a bit like random or something. And he goes, yeah, she's so super, uh, he goes, yeah, he's so superficial. And then I was like, what do you mean? Because I thought he meant about, like, her looks. And I was kind of like, she's pretty. Like, she is pretty. I'm not saying she's not pretty. She's pretty. But it's like, he he's dated, like, heaps of pretty girls kind of thing. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean about the superficial thing? Because she's also, like, quite hippie. So I was like, she doesn't seem like, she's not, like, a Beverly Hills, like, influencer type. And he goes, he, he likes her because she's rich. And I was like, mm. that's so funny. Like, I never think about guys dating men dating women because they're rich Mm -hmm. and then that's like an example of just a normal everyday friend of mine who's dating a girl who's like more interested in a girl and a woman because she's rich and then like with timothy and kylie i'm like not to say she's not also very cool but he's obviously attracted to i just find that that kardashian thing quite funny as well because i because like they get so many Guys, like Kindles with Bad Bunny, they have a crazy lineup. Like Kindle was with Bad Bunny, one of the most famous rappers in the entire fucking world. And Kim was with Kanye West. Kylie was with Travis Scott before this. Mm. Like Courtney goes out with fucking the Blink 182 drama. <laughs> like all of these people could could date like any hot girl in the world, and they're choosing hot girls who also come with like a fuck ton of like baggage yeah i think there's like an old the old paradigm perhaps when we were growing up was the idea that men that seem to have cultural power dated no name or like mildly named models like leonardo yeah it was like you went out with models that were i even think about the victoria's secret era which was, oh man, the Kardashians have revolutionized so much thinking about it. I just feel like pre-Kardashians, our sense of like <sighs> powerful hot women in pop culture was kind of the Victoria's Secret Angels and then like the Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> like, you know, pop stars or like A-list actresses or whatever. But people who held like huge pop cultural sway because they wanted to be famous a big part of that was the model stereotype, which was very much about 
being seen and not speaking, being quite subdued, being young, being docile, being whatever. It's it's kind of been a game changer that the new paradigm of like feminine fame is, yeah, quite loud and noisy and messy and like exposing things about yourself and being absolutely unapologetically ambitious and I don't want to say greedy, but kind of greedy, like fame hungry, money hungry, willing to expose parts of yourself. Like all of those things were kind of faux pas until very recently with the Kardashians. And now, yeah, the fact that that's like framed culturally is very attractive to men is, yeah, it's very interesting. And the fact that I guess like a Timothy yeah. Chalamet doesn't see it as bad for his brand to be cynical about it, that he's not worried that it makes him look a certain way because it doesn't it kind of makes him look cool some which is an interesting thing to unpack I guess like why doesn't it why doesn't it make Timothy Chalamet seem lame to date like a billionaire famous for being on reality tv and it it, it's just a testament to the Kardashians (laughs) how much people love Yeah, exactly yeah I think I think they're such a prime example of just like if you're just in front of people's faces for long enough, it's kind of, it's like the real housewives. It's like when you're in front of people's faces for long enough and when they see your personality fully, like you're going to understand and relate to some of it, even if they are some of the most unrelatable people mm. ever. And I think that's why reality TV is kind of attractive in a way. Cause it's like, they're going to see your flaws. They're going to see every crazy side of your personality, but because of that, they're going to relate to it in some way like it's like the stupid shit like you were saying on real housewives how the fights they have are about one person not wanting to go to a restaurant with another person like it's so boring but it is so relatable because that's the shit that we would fight about and it's like the kardashians are having yeah on their show the shit they talk about and the shit they do is so boring but then they also it also makes them seem so relatable that then with him dating kylie jenner you kind of like it because you're like it just seems I don't know I don't know why I also it's, think it's, it's, like it's weird. I was thinking the other day about the fact that they're always striving is like really endearing to people like with Kim Kardashian I think the fact I was I don't know why I was thinking about her and Kanye and the Met Gala where it was her first Met Gala and she was pregnant everyone was making fun of her and how the way she spoke about that was like, oh, I thought I looked nice and people were making fun of me, which was really sad. But then I just kept trying to dress better or I kept trying to do – like she's always she's, she's always striving and like seeking approval or something in this way that I think really endears people to her in a way that certain other celebrities that – I'm trying to think of a counterexample, but that glossy movie star detached from the world thing – is somehow less likable than this thing of someone who's actually more powerful and rich and famous or whatever, but is like constantly wanting to better herself. There's like a humility to it that I think people, that's kind of what brought me around to her in a weird way. No. Yeah. Same. That's like, that's why I like all of them because they're so, they literally on their show. It's like, you see Kendall, it's like people don't like Kendall, I think because she doesn't open up as Mm -hmm. much, but it's like, you see her and, and I think she is just probably like, not she seems the least like funny, that maybe, of all of them, possibly. Of them. Yeah, yeah. And I think because she thought that was like protecting her image more. But the but when you see, I don't know, people make fun of her modeling and they're just like, "Go girl, give us nothing." When she's on ad campaigns and stuff. But then you see her on the show and she's like having a fucking panic attack and so nervous and so shit scared. And when she first walked Prada, she was like, a, like just in pieces. And it's, and it's really interesting to see that. Or like, yeah, when Kim and Kanye broke up and Kim was crying, being like, people are literally going to think I'm not stylish. Like, no one's going to care about me anymore. Like, I'm so scared about going to an event without asking him what he thinks of my outfit. Yeah. And it's like, and then and then, and then then there's part of you that's like, oh, it's... it's Like, I kind of thought that about that brand. Remember when we talked about um, Elena Valeras? Yes. How she did New that York thing Times in the New York thing, Times yeah. and how she talked about how... This is that fashion designer that did that thing in the New York Times talking about how expensive it is to run a label these days and how she's in debt and all of this. And we were kind of like, we were worried about what that would do to her brand because everyone in fashion keeps up such a facade because that's why people, you know, it's like that influencery sheen of everything being great and that's why people buy into it. Mm. And we were like, oh, fuck, is her 
is that going to affect it? But it feels like it just hasn't at all. Like her brand is like now doing a New York Fashion Week show and I saw all the models lining up for casting and it looked like it's going to be massive. And it's kind of like sometimes being really honest and open does the opposite. Like, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Vulnerability. It's actually, I'm reading at the moment, which I thought, I got sent it. I don't really know how the publisher got my address, but it's Marissa Meltzer's book about Glossier and Emily Weiss and her like deep dive into it. Yeah. She, she DM'd us. Is that why we got I, it? Um, <laughs> yeah. She DM'd us and she's a listener of the pod. Marissa is. And yeah, what? she's a fan of the pod and wanted to send us her book. And I, I feel like we should get her on. I was going to say, we need to get her on. Cause I'm like halfway through and desperate to talk to you about it and desperate to talk to her yes. about it. So let's do I need to episode. read it. It's right in front of my face. It's yeah. great so far, but it's so interesting on that exact, I won't go into too much of it because we'll talk to her A and the book's not out till October, but like that struggle of being a founder of a biz, a big business and being super ambitious and still trying to be vulnerable and honest and authentic and real, but also having these like really unrelatable goals and having to like run a business at a bottom line I don't know I just think all those questions are so interesting they're like things that women are still trying so hard to unpack because there's almost like the Kardashians have done such an amazing job of being ruthless capitalistic like CEOs of Kardashian Inc basically while still remaining likable in a way that so few other like female CEOs in this era have been able to. And I think it comes from that honesty of like something Marissa writes a bit about in this book is how Emily Weiss had this thing where she constantly played down her achievements or constantly played down the money that she came from or constantly played down her interest in stuff that wasn't. And it just started to come across as quite false because it's like, you do want to be really rich and you do love designer clothes and you did come from a specific background and, and it, there's something so much more likable about just owning it and being really blunt about it. <laughs> but not everyone can well, do yeah. that well, you know. It's like Kim Kardashian manages to do that, but I don't know how. She does it in such a great way where, she, where it's just like she just loves nice things. <laughs> She just, she like just leans into all of those things that women just try to act. Like she loves nice things. She wants to look hot. She loves designer bags. She's just, yeah. I don't know. But she's also smart and wants to be a lawyer and has kids. So many She should be studied, honestly. It, it, everything about being that studied. family should make them hated public figures because they represent so much of what our culture like says they despise right now. <laughs> And yet, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like, but that, but it's, but that's what I mean. Like, it's like, that's not true. Like we all pretend we, like, it's like, I saw somewhere, oh, someone had like asked a question into a Q and A channel and it was like, am I allowed to want abs? Yes. Cause it feels like it's like anti-feminist or whatever. And it's just like Kim Kardashian is just being like, all right, bitches, we all want to be hot, yeah. like deep down. Like, yeah, yes. And then the, I was just thinking like, it's. Why does why did Grimes get cancelled for having a kid with Elon Musk, but like Timothy Chalamet is celebrated for going out with Kylie Jenner? Like, there's a cue yes. to unpack. Yes. And I know Elon Musk is like much more chaotic. I like know that there's an obvious answer, which is just Elon Musk is chaotic and like a, a troll and engages in the political right in a fucked way and is like trying to rebrand. Like, Far I more rich, totally yeah. understand the difference, but in some ways, he hadn't done a lot of the shit that he was still problematic, but. I don't know. I just think it's funny. It's like the Kardashians are like benign capitalists or like because they put it so in your face, you like no longer think it's fucked up. It's gross that Kylie Jenner has a closet of of Birkins. That's if if Ivanka Trump did, we would hate her. (laughs) Remember when the private jet thing was literally in the middle of the private jet scandal when everyone was like, CEO emissions and like Taylor Swift's jet and like, but Taylor Swift lends her jet out. It's not always her. All of this. Kylie Jenner posts on her grid, his or hers question mark about her and Travis Scott's private jets about which one they were going to fly in that day. Yeah. And no one cares. Because they're so blatant. No one cares. Yeah. It's fucking fascinating. And people find Courtney, it's like in the Courtney Kim thing. Courtney was like, please, like, (laughs) just say no to one single job so I don't get upset, please. 
And Kim's like, I just can't do that. And everyone's like, yes, Kim, team Kim, fuck Courtney. <laughs> no, no, it was so, and then also it was just so funny. And then Kim was like, because I, I, I am team Kim because Kim. <laughs> but it's like, in theory, it's like, it's like she's selling her yeah. own fam, her own sister out for a Dolce and Gabbana campaign. Like it's. Well, her own sister, she was like, you copied my wedding country. And I was like, she kind of did copy her wedding country. I don't know about a wedding country. I think that's too vague, too broad a brush to accuse someone. I love it. I love it so much. Um, No, it's so funny. But I'm like, it is all of our ideas about capitalism are completely put on, like twisted on their head or abandoned if it's the Kardashians or Gwyneth. For sure. Or Gwyneth. Um. And I don't know why there is this like there, there's this duality to get like philosophical about it. There's this duality that exists in our generation where we're all saying one thing publicly because we want it to be true. And we all secretly feel something different. Like, we're all like, oh, my God, capitalism is disgusting, gross, billionaires, yuck. And then we also want to buy like Chanel handbags and love seeing Sophia Ritchie in her $250,000 dress and like thing. And like you said, with the abs thing, we all say, oh, my God diet culture is disgusting this is like we all say the things that we wish were how we felt and then still feel the way that we think and we're all navigating that so maybe that's the kardashian thing is that we can like have solace in people that are just like i want to be rich i want to be hot i want to look young (laughs) yeah it was like when i read when i wrote that piece i wrote this piece years ago for refinery 29 about how everyone says they want to eat the rich but really everyone wants to be rich mm-hmm. so everyone was like doing that anti-capitalist rhetoric like online being like fuck elon musk but like everyone loves like everyone still buys off amazon or whatever um and then uh, uh there was like a study done and it basically said that why so many Americans vote against their best interests. So so many people in middle America will vote for like the Republican party who like just could not give a fuck about mm-hmm. like poor people or, or like healthcare or whatever, anything that would help them day to day, they vote against because in the study, because of the American dream, Americans are like taught like fucking robots mm. to the capitalist robots because they are taught since they're kids that they can be anything in the world and you can be president. So they'll vote against their best interests because they still think that they're going to be rich. So they're voting for their future selves that are going to be rich. And I'm like that. So they, that it makes sense why everyone would love the rich people like Kim and stuff. Yeah. They're like, they think they're going to be gonna me one day. Be rich. And they've really internalized this idea that the only reason they're not is because they're not working hard enough. Like it was just like a very yeah. self-hating culture that I don't think. I mean, I think everyone has elements of that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very endemic in America. It's like why people liked Queen Elizabeth because she was royal and had this insane, ridiculous lifestyle, but she seemed to be constantly working. So it's like you can, you feel okay about insanely privileged people if you get the sense that they're working 10 times as hard as you, even though they don't have to. That like allows you to sleep yeah. at night in a way that like a, to bring up Sophia Ritchie, I don't know why. Again, she doesn't endear herself in the same way because you get the sense that she does very little. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Beyonce and Taylor Swift um, making so much money from their tours, but then you see that Taylor Swift is singing singing on stage for three and a half hours a night in the pouring rain. Yes, that's literally what she has to do. (laughs) Stay in the public's goodwill. That is her job, but fine. (laughs) I know, but she does. If she sang for two and a half hours, people would start to get resentful. That girl just knows she has to absolutely crucify herself so much to say tomorrow tomorrow on patreon basically the whole episode it's gonna be split it's gonna be taylor swift and carly Kloss. what boy have i gotten deep in this wait there's new intel or are we retreading there's old new, ground there's new shit grace since you've been oh, offline i missed, new so, I've shit. missed the galas are going crazy oh my god grace you know who went to taylor swift's show in la i'm guessing carly Kloss. Carly Kloss, Carly Kloss, Carly Kloss, Carly fucking Kloss. I know everything. I know everything. I know ins and outs on TikTok. I've been like so deep in these crazy, crazy fans. I've been listening to Gala Spotify playlists when I drive. I've been playing them to my sister, pausing the songs and rereading the lyrics out to her. 
the sh- okay I'm the shape of your body me. is new what shape of any man's body is new grace none yeah what shape is i don't want to keep a it. secret just to keep you oh. is she not lesbians. just pandering to the crowd lesbians <laughs> <laughs> gay she wouldn't release a gay love no wait grace i know i know okay, yeah no, i don't she know she is she is gay as hell she's bi as hell and i feel like she congrats gave to her up. for being gay with carly claus like she did it correctly yes also, also, it being Carly Gloss is the most Taylor Swift bisexual thing in the entire fucking world. There is no one that is so be true. more attractive to Taylor Swift than that Carly Gloss. That is Kloss. so true. And Carly Gloss panicking and marrying Joshua Kushner is like such a bi girl thing to be like, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. Just picking this like yeah. literal man A. And then the second thing before I start saying it all on this, this ep, the second thing is the tabby swiper. Much to say. Much to say about that dickhead. I love this story. It's my favorite story, but I haven't really seen any others, but an iconic crime. Um, okay. Bye, ladies. Love you. Nice to be back. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.